This is Amplify, a mini-series from the True North Collective podcast, aiming to highlight unsugarcoated conversations with everyday Black and Indigenous people of color on what it means to be yourself in the realities of our current system. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 5. And, oh, it's also really funny because the pipes in here, I'm sure you all know, but you can hear like the trickle of the water. Yeah. So I feel like we're oh, hear- I can't hear it. So oh, I think you're good. No. We'll hear the trickle of the water. We'll hold the fans kick in, but we're on fire. <laughs> look at, look at. This it's, is like. <laughs> it's changed so much. I mean, it's the same, but it's changed. Like there's a lot more in there than I remember. How is the community? Like, how has it changed since we left? Um. Well, you know, we. COVID changed everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. but then you had a ton of people who were like waiting for the gym to open because they felt like they were missing out on um, a part of their community, which was fire. So when we reopened, um, a lot of people were happy. I think it was like um, for a lot of people, it was overwhelming happiness. Because like I, like I mentioned, um, Spire was a part of like their everyday routine or every weekend routine. They got used to coming. Maybe their friends came with them. Maybe their family came with them. But then the staff maybe taking some of the classes that they really enjoyed. So, you know, COVID changed a lot. But, you know, it maybe it helped people realize um, the importance of um coming to a gym and building those relationships at the gym with maybe people they didn't know, um, maybe instructors they didn't know. And I think a lot of people missed that. So when we reopened our door, it was overwhelming amount of uh, support. People still wanting to be a part of what uh, we had going on at Spire, not just for clients, but the instructors, people who work here, like, you know, it was, it was insane. It was like, man, people were just so happy to be back. Yeah. Um, me, I, you know, you know me and how I feel about, you know, the gym. I was, it was overwhelming for me, you know, and I was just like, did you cry? Oh yeah. Cried, um, <laughs> uh, cried, uh, couldn't wait to get up in the morning to come down here. Yeah. It was, it was a lot, but I was happy to be back and it was a good feeling. Because like I said, COVID has changed the scope of of everything for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yesterday, I actually met up with somebody that I've been virtual friends with. And we just both happened to be in Southern California. So we went for a masked walk outside in the rain. We were like, I was like, I don't even care that it's pouring rain. I just want to like see another human because Mm -hmm. I have not since moving and even being in Dallas, a lot of places were not opening back up. And so Mm -hmm. I was just like, I haven't really been around like other people that aren't just my family or the person Mm -hmm. that I'm living with. Mm -hmm. And when I saw her, I was like, I just wanted to hug her and not let go. Like Mm -hmm. it was like, I was like, Oh my gosh, I just didn't realize how important physical touch and human connection yeah. I mean I knew it was but like mm-hmm. wow it's just other level yeah it's a it's that vibration totally and uh, we all need that yeah you know and so going for so long without it like you said just being around like maybe the people who you live with rather that be your family or your roommate whatever you just solely around them and then being away from your coworkers who are essentially your friends and extended family. You at work, 
all the time if you look at it. So these people are your extended family, your friends, close associates, and being away from them. And then finally being able to have, to get a little bit of that companionship back, so to speak, it's overwhelming. Yeah. So even though I might not be able to embrace you the way I want to, um, I might not be able to step close to you the way I want to. I'm still, you know, inside. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm hyped up. Yeah. Yes, I get to see her today. Or I get to come, you know, the same thing when the gym reopened. I get to go take a class today. That's like the highlight. You know, that's like, for me, was one of the, the highlights. Even if I couldn't, if the classes were full, because we had to cut down on class size. Yeah. You know, so everyone, it you want to come back, but you 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 can't come back at the same capacity. Yeah. You understand? So now, you know, the clients really, you really got to mark when, okay, when I'm going to take this class because they're not taking off everybody. Maybe they're only taking five, maybe they're only taking 12, you know, so it's like a lottery. It's been cool to come back though and just see the community still thriving. Oh, and yes. I, I think yes. there's been... Like we've, we've talked about it and I've talked about other people, mm-hmm. but like these really fun changes. And I think the team and the community is like really coming together and mm-hmm. in a way that, um, you know, to a new level and a new flourish, yeah. flourishing side of like community. And mm-hmm. I like, I get choked up when I come back here. I mean, obviously Spire is like one of the most yeah, near and yes, dear places yes, yes. to my heart with all the people and, um, and everything, but mm-hmm. it's just always like it, I don't know. It's very grounding to come back here and just know mm-hmm. that it's still alive and yeah. that something that I know all of us have poured like so much time and energy mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. is is still it still matters to people. Mm-hmm. It does. I think that uh, people um, just human nature. You learn to adapt to a certain degree, even with caution, or you being cautious, or still having anxieties. You learn to adapt. Um, and so I think that's what people did. That's even the staff coming back, and that's even with clients coming back. They learn to adapt, and they appreciate the staff doing what they're doing and learning to adapt, which makes it easier for them to adapt and be comfortable. Yeah, it's been such a such a continuous lesson of like. I feel like through this whole process in my mind, I'll be like, can I do this for another six months? And then I get to the six month mark and it's like, oh, this could be another year. And it's having to continue to meet myself in that space and, and like the community, like the world in that space and, and choose how I adapt to meet it where it is. And it's requiring a lot of black and white thinking to really get you know torn apart because you it it, it isn't that it just isn't it you can't it's not (laughs) and so Mm -hmm. um it is really inspiring amidst all of this to see the adaptations and to see Mm -hmm. the pivots both on a business level but also on a personal level too um yeah so Mm -hmm. I'm really glad that you like that spire is is thriving in the way that it can, it you know, like, it is. yes. Mm-hmm. And you're right. It is like, it's crazy how it was this, well, at least for me back when I was there. And at that time, what was that like five years ago, I think um, that, that 
you know, gyms and everything are a luxury, but I mean, when you think about it, taking care of your body is like an essential thing, but now to have it be like an essential, like you said, it's, it is a highlight in people's day. And so the business framework does change when it goes from like, this is like an extra nice to have to like, no, this is somebody's like survival is being able to come here, move their bodies. And it's, it's crazy. It's a paradigm shift in like the vision of the business too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So anyways, all right. Should I introduce Camila? Yeah. Okay. Or sorry, I'm going to introduce the episode and then I'll let you introduce Camila. So, um, this is going to be an Amplify episode. Um, as you all have known from last year, we launched this mini series after George, George Floyd was murdered because there was a real passion in figuring out, um, and having the conversation of how authenticity plays into the systemic racist realities that exist within the world, um, in this country and the world. And what does that look like? And it wasn't a conversation that I, uh, you know, we really felt like we could have just as two white people. And so, um, we started having conversations with, with our friends who were black indigenous people of color and, and asking them like, what is that, that crossover between authenticity and the realities of the current structure that we live in? Um, and it was, conversations we felt like needed to be heard. So this is another one in those series. Um, we've known Camila, I think Janelle, you've known her longer than me, but I've known Camila for about five years. And it's, I mean, Camila, you are someone who is, I'm going to get choked up. I'm going to try not to, but you, you stand out. Like you just, the vibe you were talking about before, like you cut through the bullshit. And at a time when I felt really lost figuring out where I fit in. I, I was dropped into Milwaukee and you were a vibe that let me reconnect to myself just by being you. And you, you've totally changed my life. So I am honored to have this conversation with you and honored to know you. And I'm mm-hmm. so like grateful that Milwaukee Inspire gets to like have you in wow. and the world gets to have you. So <laughs> yeah. You're the best, dude. I love oh, you. Wow. <laughs> so much. So, yeah. I mean, I'll, we'll just keep, keep the love going. Yeah, as, yeah. <laughs> as Rachel mentioned, so we know Camila from Spire Fitness and currently Camila, I just took an amazing TRX class with her. Um, she's a crew instructor here and she's also the lead uh, for the brand ambassador team, which is the team that really does all the behind the scenes work to make sure that Spire is safe, it is clean, it mm-hmm. is running and operating as efficiently as it can be. And like, I mean, Rachel and I know, and anyone else who's ever worked here, like that is hard fucking work, <laughs> what the VA team does here. Um, and I feel like the, the credit and the accolades are just not served high enough for that team because it's not easy to do um, and to care as much as that team does and mm-hmm. has since the studio opened in 2014. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Camila, we were, I don't, I don't even know. And maybe we should get into this. Cause like, I don't even know how you found us, but as Rachel said, like, we're just so like, we're just, I mean, so lucky to have you and to know you and to like be that, like Rachel said, the vibe, the presence in, um, like my life personally, and then at the studio too. I mean, it's been so cool to like watch your journey too, to come in and 
and start as a brand ambassador and then really like rise through in your level of commitment and conviction from working at the desk then to becoming this like amazing fitness instructor and and I know like we we had many conversations where it's oh, like yeah. you know we auditioned and it was like okay you're almost there but not yet <laughs> yeah, let's, like yeah, let's keep yeah. moving forward and mm-hmm. like you have always persevered oh yeah um, and it's just really cool to be a witness to that journey and then now to like come back to Spire and see all your like go to your classes and just like have you kick my ass <laughs> which, which is great it's like the perfect little like turnaround right of, yeah. Um, of everything. So we're, we're like so excited I, to have you on the podcast. And I know we've been trying to do this for a long time. So welcome. <laughs> well, um, I am honored. I'm happy to do this podcast with you ladies. And um, I remember all the hard work and time you two put in um, here. So I learned so much just from watching you, even the times we, we didn't have time to talk. I just observed and I knew the hard work that you two put in. So I appreciate that. And everybody inspired appreciates that and remembers you so much. Um, so shall I talk about how I found Spire? Yeah. Okay, so let's, like, yeah, let's get into that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I so, want to hear that. <laughs> so um, let's see. Man, so I always try to work out, put forth the effort to like work out. I uh, particularly like in my um, I would say in my 30s, you know, I really started trying to stay on board. So anyway, I had found this small gym and I was working out at this small gym. And um, anyway, this person's gym didn't stay open. They were like, they end up closing. So I was kind of like, oh man, I don't know what I want to do. I need, I need to, I'm the type of individual who I'm like visual and I need structure. So I start. I Googled like small gyms in Milwaukee and an associate of mine mentioned you guys, he said, try Spire. And I was like, okay, so I Googled Spire one day, I was at work and I Googled Spire, looked it up, everything, and it was on my bus line. So I said, you know what, I'm going to just take the bus up there, whatever. I think I ended up signing up for a membership, like a three months membership. I just started coming. <laughs> You know, and then I was like meeting people and I wasn't meeting a lot of people because I was a, a fresh face and I, I was, I live on the other side of town and I was coming into a community that was not necessarily like my community. Okay. And so um, I was meeting, okay, one or two people, they would just speak to me like in passing because they knew I started coming. So I started coming up here and then I started meeting instructors. Okay. And so then uh, my three months was like going out and I ended up emailing Janelle. I said, Hey, you know, I cannot, I'm not going to be able to keep my membership. I don't think I'm going to be able to afford it. And so I was coming into my last class and then one of the spin instructors at the time said to me that email made me extremely sad because I just, she said the same thing. I like the energy. You always hear you coming up here during blizzards. I was coming up here like there were blizzards struggling through the snow, all that, because I really wanted to, I, I wanted to keep going. Um, it's, it's really not in me to give up. I've always been the type of individual to persevere. Um, just that's one thing even my siblings say about me. They say out of everybody, you were always one of the ones that persevered. And 
So anyway, I got emailed a, 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 a special that Spire was having and I stayed on. So I just kept coming, kept coming, meeting people. People were kind of like introducing themselves to me. They would ask questions here and there. You know how somebody's trying to find little bits and pieces out about you. And just, I remember, I'm a type of person who I'm kind of, um, I'm a Pisces. So Pisces tend to wear their emotions and feelings on their sleeves. We like to have very good conversations. Um, people are kind of drawn to us. And so I'll just meet people talking up, come in and see Rachel at the front desk. Rachel be always smiling, helping people and, uh, you know, saving the day, saving the world, whatever. And then like, oh, hey, you know, meeting Janelle, hey Janelle. And then, you know, taking everybody's classes. So then you meet everybody and people find out little bits and pieces about you and, um, and your personality. So your personality really is what captures people, okay? Your spirit captures people. So, you know, um, I started taking doubles. I would do a spin and then come to crew. And this one person came up to me and said, I totally think you should teach crew. I'm like, looked at the girl like, what are you, I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, I totally think you'll be good. I'm like, oh, okay. But this was even, be even before crew, I said a joke. Jokingly, I was finishing up a summer job, but I said before my regular fall job start, I want to try to earn, you know, just a little bit more, more money to save up, you know, whatever. And 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 some an instructor said, "Oh, well, you just work here. Everybody loves you. <laughs> just interview for a job here, oh, a VA job here." So, but I was like jokingly saying something about a job to somebody. So I ended up getting that interview with Rachel here. So boom, I ended up getting a BA position and um, that was going good. I was working fine. I really liked that. I was still taking classes. And like I said, then a couple of months down the line, somebody made a comment about me going out for crew. And I thought about it, I said, yeah, I will. Okay, bam, the day come, I got to go out for it. And I was, I was really nervous. There were some things I really didn't know yet, but I was willing to learn. So I went out for that class. Boom, and then um, you know, Rachel owner was like, "Oh man, we we love your energy." We the email was like, "We we'll, we would love to work with you, work with you one on one. We'll work with you. We like what you have to offer." See, I didn't necessarily get it. So then I went back to the lab in my mind up here, right, and I said, <laughs> "Go ahead, go off of this one more time." And then somebody else I know had mentioned another VA I was working with at the time said, well, I'm going off the screen. And I was like, oh, okay. So we started kind of talking and then the day came and we both were here at the same time. And I was, I was, I was kind of nervous, but I was comfortable too. So I came in for that, the, the second round of the tryout. And I got the email, you got it. And I was at home and I just screamed at the top of my lungs and I was so happy. And my daughter was like, um, you know, what's the big, what's all this hollering about? What's going on? So I tell her, I'm excited about this. And I'm just, so I, you know, I, I started training, you know, going through the process of these things. And then training is a whole nother piece, right? Because you still might in your mind have certain doubts. You're trying to learn, this is new for you. I'm also the type of person who, I got, for some odd reason, I just think I got to keep going. A lot of times I have to tell myself to sit down because I just keep going. And I have to tell myself I need to sit down. Sometimes I need to take a break and rest. But my mind 
which just anxiety was ridiculous. I ended up taking a course on indoor rowing and for free. And I end up getting a certificate behind it and um, taking, taking a course and just educate myself further on it. Was that uh, online, Camila? It was online. That's so cool. I yeah. didn't know that. And I had uh, reached out to uh, one person and told this individual that I did. I said, I'm going to keep, I said, I'm just going to keep going with different stuff. Um, I also started making like a personal fitness library at home, just creating different things, um, different workouts. Uh, a lot of people from my community were going through a lot of different things. A lot of people had lost their job. Kids were on, online in school and just different things. I had people reaching out to me, asking me questions like, hey, I know you at the gym. I know you work in fitness. Could you post and stuff? I started posting little workouts online, like, you know, crunches, planks, different stuff people can do just to keep it going. And some people would, list, would, would see it and do it and even say, hey, you know what? I really like what you did. Could you keep doing it? So it was just little stuff that I was trying to do. And then, okay, so, so COVID hit, we, everybody at home and, you know, oh, man, bummed out. So then we uh, reopened. And then the program ended up needing um, TRX, instruct some more TRX instructors. And I said, let's go. So yeah, <laughs> I, I did that. And, you know, I ended up getting it. And um, a lot of support from people, uh, Spire was just so supportive and just open to differences. Like, hey, you know, set your class up, do it like, you know, I mean, it was, and it, I just felt like that's what people want. That's what people need. You need to, you need, people want to be in a space where they don't feel like they're in a box. You know, and that's how I am. I don't want to feel like I'm in a box. I like um, diversity. I like accepting people for um, who they are. Sometimes people, and I have a friend who works in social work, and he said this. He said, I take people, I meet people where they're at. Sometimes you have to do that. Meeting somebody where they're at, okay? Um, so anyway, we don't have to get all into that, but uh, no. But I think that that's a beautiful thing, and yes. you said earlier too about like, you know, the soul of a person, and yeah. really like speaking to the soul and meeting the soul of a person. And I think that is why Spire stands out so much. Is that yeah, there's a construct, and like yeah, there's like a stru like a structure, but it is about allowing the instructor to like create the container mm -hmm. to create the room that mm -hmm. brings them to life as the best instructor that they can be. And then as a participant, it's like, I get to come into your world and like, you're meeting exactly. me where I am, but you are showing me your world. Like when mm -hmm. I go to Camila's class, it's not going to be the same as Janelle's. And that's so cool. Mm -hmm. You first auditioned. Mm -hmm. It was one of those things like, and this is like right before I left the studio and it was mm -hmm. like, you auditioned and it's like, she has every, like she, it's there, but like we just need to push it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the most heartbreaking things for me was having to be like, not yet, you know? <laughs> like, and that's, mm -hmm. 
but like with the sincere backing of like not yet and i really 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 believe in you please mm. do not give up like right, we will right. get there mm. and i just think there's so many things and it speaks to your resilience that we've been talking about but mm -hmm. like there's so many people that would just be like well screw them like mm. they don't believe in me or or maybe they like get in their own head and say like oh i can't do this yeah. and i i am just so grateful mm -hmm for your perseverance and like for your resilience that, and, and you mentioned it a lot of times in sharing your story, like the learning, like you are so open to learning oh, in yeah. a way that I think a lot of us, like mm -hmm. I struggle with this, like I hate being a beginner. I hate feeling like I can't mm -hmm. do something really well because I hold and have historically held myself at such like high mm -hmm. expectations that mm -hmm. if I'm not good at something, I'm like, eh, I'm just gonna, nah, mm -hmm. it's fine. Okay, bye. And like, I just wanna run away. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the things that I think is like, I learned from being around you is you don't run away. You just like mm -hmm. double down and you're like, I want this. And I don't <laughs> like yeah. a hoot what you say. Cause I mm -hmm. also know I can do this too. And again, like to see your journey and to witness it and to see like how, how you've grown into it like I am just so grateful that in that moment you didn't just say like you know what this isn't for me or I can't do it or like screw them like you said you stuck with it and because I'm the type of person too who you know I I like to be I feel like I need to be challenged you know so I I know in certain situations you might feel like oh man it's I, I like that I'm if I come to your class and you're doing something that I can't do I'll I'm the type of person who, even if you don't necessarily give a modification right away, I'm already thinking about a modification, you know? And so when I, when I tried out and I didn't get it, I could have been negative about it. Like, oh, I'm not, I turned that into a positive. I said, I'm going out again. And I said, next time, I told myself next time I'm gonna nail it. And the next time I came through, you know, I, I got it, you know, and then, uh, the owner told me in passing, he said, I can tell you've been studying. You know, so this 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 is this this owner slash instructor has been in fitness for years. Okay. So a person, so this individual has a certain wisdom about fitness that I don't necessarily have yet. So for them to say that, I was like, I can tell you've been studying. And so I'm, I, I like to think of myself as a lifelong, lifelong learner. I like to, to learn uh, new things. Hey podcast, some exciting news. Christy Konachala, who is on season two of the Truth Collective podcast is going to be a guest festival director for the 2021 Art of Brooklyn Film Festival. And they're currently looking for submissions for the festival. Submission deadline is February 19th for the regular deadline and then April 12th is the late deadline. If you are a creator and in the film world and interesting and interested in submitting, we'll drop a link in the show notes. And then if you're also just interested in supporting Christy, who's been doing some amazing work in the film community, specifically the LBGTQ community as well, we will link her Instagram below so that you all can follow and just stay up to date with everything that she is working on. All right, let's jump back in. Uh, as a matter of fact, I went to a gym and tried one of their classes just recently. When I tell you it is one of the most challenging uh, classes I've ever taken, 
I mean that with every bit, every fiber in me. But during the class, I was smiling and laughing under my mask and the instructor was kind of looking at me like, are you okay? And I, <laughs> and I wanted to cry because I said, I just like to be challenged and I know I need this. This is good for me. And I was, it was very overwhelming and I, I enjoyed it. I modified when I need to modify, but I enjoyed it because I really, I needed that. Um, I, I'm an honest individual, so I know what I need. Um, and like, uh, and like Janelle said, sometimes people think, well, um, they hold themselves to a certain standard. And they say, well, I'm just going to not do it then. Why is that? Why is that the solution? Why, what is you, what is it you can do differently? What can you do to uh, tweak things? And I've always kept in the back of my mind, like, I don't want my daughters to just have goals and then something don't work out, say, well, I'm just not going to do it. That is not the solution. The solution is, and what will help you as a person is to just try to keep going as much as you can. Now, you are, because we have this word, it's called failure, and people automatically is think of something negative. Stop thinking about that. Or they'll say, I hear some people say, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just take that L, which is a loss. Well, all, uh, you can't think of it that way. All right. Think of that loss as a lesson. You got to flip it. All right. And then you got to get the education from it. How did it help you? What can you do differently next time? I just feel like you can get knowledge from anywhere. And that's what helps me. Like, I don't see people and say, well, this person can't tell me, no, they can't teach me anything. No, sometimes you got to sit back. Maybe the way this person is, even if they're negative, maybe that's a connotation for you to say, I'm not going to be negative like this individual. This individual needs to work on some things. And if I ever get like that or talk like that, then I want to be able to step back and work on me. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and so you just got to, you got to flip things sometimes. Yeah. But even in that too, I love what you're saying. And the other thing that you have shown me in our friendship, I'll say, mm-hmm. um, and in our relationship is that you didn't shy away from the fact that it still hurts sometimes. And oh, like, yes. it was no. really important for me to see that because- <laughs> Again, I feel like so many times, you know, if people are hurting or it's hard, they like burrow it away and then only mm-hmm. come back when like everything's great. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's not real. And no, I not. got to I got to see in you mm-hmm. real emotion right yeah. alongside. It was like mm-hmm. you expanded my idea of like, mm-hmm. oh, I can experience pain and perceived rejection and feel that let myself mm-hmm. feel it get mm-hmm. support and mm-hmm. also then by doing that I'm able to say okay there's other options here and so I don't know that fuller picture of what the human ex- the, an actual authentic <laughs> experience of learning and growth was just the biggest gift I think about it all the time and like if I would have had the courage, like I would have told, I have a really mean inner critic. And mm-hmm. I like to think that I would have been able to just be like, all right, muscle back up. I'm going to get it this time. And mm-hmm. I think in some times in my life, I have been that more so now than ever before, but mm-hmm. there have been times where I haven't been able to do that, mm-hmm. where I've said like, I can't, I, I, I can't. And I, and I didn't get the support. I didn't let myself feel what I was feeling. 
And I just think you do such a beautiful job of modeling that. Um, and so I want to acknowledge you for that. Thank you so much. I, uh, even with getting the email first, not getting um, the crew position, I cried when I saw it at work. So I'm around other coworkers and they're like, what's wrong with you? I was like, I didn't get it. And I said, but I'm, and, and, I, and I said the same brothers, I'm going out again though. And my friend's like, right, you know, yeah, you know, happy, but you know, you, you're not going to, you know how when you on a team growing up and your coach tell you, well, I personally think coaches need to share this. You're not going to win every game. You're not. That's just the reality of things. You're not going to win every game. That doesn't mean go to that game and play and do your best and not give it your best shot because you're going to even feel worse about not giving your best shot. Oh, I knew we was going to lose, so I didn't work hard. What's that? You're going to feel worse about that. So why not give it your best shot? And maybe you don't win this one, but then the next round you come back. You got to keep... You have to keep going. I think that's human nature too. Yeah, um, I agree. Want to survive. It's it's just as humans, it's in you. It's you know animals too. I watch. The funny thing is, is sometimes on my lunch break at work, I watch uh, different like nature shows. I kind of grew up watching that. You know, my father would sit and watch this, and we would all go sit and watch it. You know, um, but they. They figure out a way how to keep going and surviving, right? Rather, it's following where the water is, the food is, you know, and I think humans the same way. We just have this, we want to make it. And it's just in us, you know, uh, put, you know, you put me, I'm not the most nature person and know a lot about nature or whatever, but you, you know, put me in a forest. My aunt, now I'm, I'm going to be scared. I'm going to be terrified, like, what am I going to do? But my instincts is going to be like, do this, do that. You know to do this, you know to do, you understand what I'm saying? You trust yourself, like you trust your instincts. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So, you know, so it's just, you just, you just, you just do it. And like yeah. I said, I went out the second time and I, and I was so overwhelmed. I screamed when they said, you got it. I was like, okay, now we're, and then I, the first thing I said, now, how do I continue to build from here? It's the same. It's almost the same thing. It's like, regardless of the emotion that's there, it's you let yourself feel it. Mm -hmm. And, and you're still in like the reality of like, it's another moment. It's another day. Mm -hmm. What is there to learn? Who am I? How do I want to show up? Mm -hmm. And, and it reminds me too of um, that quote of like, if you can't do it, not shake. I'm totally going to butcher it, but it's like, <laughs> do it shaking. Even if you're scared, like do it shaking. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like that same thing. Like, even if you're like elated, it's like being able to find that balance mm -hmm. point, mm -hmm. feel what you're feeling, but then also be able to show up in the reality of where mm -hmm. you're, where you are without latching on too hard. Cause I I'll say for myself too, I think when I get hit the, some of those highs, Mm -hmm. I, I overly identify with those highs too, mm -hmm. to, because mm -hmm. I, it feels good. And so I'm yeah. like, oh, this is proof that I'm like the shit. And then, <laughs> you know, but then uh -huh. if you hold on to that too tightly, it's a cycle and it's, it's a really tough cycle to hold on to. And so again, yeah. I just really appreciate, I'm like, yeah. 
Yes. That I mean, high feeds into your yes. ego. Yes. 100%. You understand what I'm saying? So it's very important. It's very important. And I say this in my classes sometimes. Listen to your body, not your ego. Because see, your ego is telling you one thing. And those highs, um, it's like a, um, I don't want to say drug as meaning in a negative form. It's like, yeah. you know, eating a lollipop and then, you know, you got 20 more after that. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh yeah, you know, that so, you, so you on cloud nine, as they say. Now, yeah. some people, they never get off and it feeds their ego and it just, their personality changes yep. and it scares, it wards people off. Because you, the ego is, is hurting you, my friend. They don't see that, though. But when you start, when you realize, oh, I'm, I'm hyped, but you back, bring it back down, you know, and, and that's what I do that sometimes. People are like, okay, let's bring it down. <laughs> Not trying to take your shine or your happiness, you know, um, because believe it or not, um, I, some people say I don't give myself enough credit. And I, I had a history of that. I had to learn, you have to give yourself credit, even if it's just you. But sometimes remember you, your own cheerleader. You don't have people necessarily cheering for you. So you have to give yourself credit. You have to give yourself credit like that. You know, it's a must, you know, you got, um, your happiness is important. I was once told, but happiness come from within can't necessarily you can, you can't look out for, you look outside for it look in here you know and like you said you know and just be honest with yourself and and life is about balance we know that you just explain sometimes you, you get this high I did I got an A plus and you you forget about everything else you might even forget what it took to get that A plus you might have yep. been up studying all night you know it's same thing when I went out for crew the second time taking crew classes left and right left and right left and right that was the stuff that was more of the studying the practice the homework you understand so when I got it after that second run look at but I had to remind myself what it took to get there like it was not an easy process physically or mentally because you learning you you on the rower and you rowing but you learning the same thing, you know, like I said, during COVID, I took that class, which is, which is free. Um, I was learning, you yeah. learn more. So when I came back after COVID, even in some of, even in my classes, I was teaching in my class, I was teaching stuff that I was learning in the book knowledge. And it's the things I just knew. And I had people like, yeah, you understand? Yeah. You know, I, was well, and people, I was telling people like, listen, when actual rowers, okay, we see how they are when they go to Olympics or they doing a team, but when they're practicing, practicing, they're doing, it don't sometimes look like they're going fast. They might be doing a steady state row. And that steady state row, they might have to row for 20 minutes. You're not sprinting. Are you you're not are you sprinting for 20 minutes? No, you're not sprinting for 20 minutes. You might be going a moderate pace for 20 minutes. But sometimes, especially people who have those egos. Oh, I'm sprinting for 20 minutes. Really? Really? <laughs> really? You sprint for 20 minutes? Really? You know, and so you, it's just about being honest. 
there were times during my training that I, I had doubts. I left here crying. Yes, facts. Left here crying, asking myself, um, you know, I'm just going to leave it alone. I'm not going to do it. You know, I'm just going to, but then I, I have to remind myself that's not who I am. I'm not going to, nah, that's not going to happen. So you keep coming back for more. You know how it's sometimes a boxer who winning, but then a boxer who might have fell to the ground, he get up again or she get up again out of nowhere and they back. And then that other boxer thinking in their head, why you keep getting up? <laughs> you, you got to have that type of mentality. Like I'm going to keep getting up. Yeah, I'm coming back. I'm coming. You got to have that type of attitude. I'm coming back for more. See you tomorrow. You know, and it, even though tomorrow yes. you might be like, can yeah. I just, can you just record yourself talking? I know. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I don't want to keep, I got a bruise on my arm. I don't, you, you think you're not here like, did I just say that? I don't want to go back tomorrow. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you got to, yeah, you got to like play with your mind a little bit, your psyche a little you know, bit. Like you have to say it like, I, and I'll say that to somebody. Oh, you're going to see me tomorrow. Yeah. You know, and then well, it's, it's, it's funny because. So my brother and I, my brother's out here. And when I was in the process of like coming to coming to the reality that I was going to be breaking up with my boyfriend of seven years and it was significant and I was nervous and confused, but also it felt right for like a lot of reasons for me personally. And, um, I just, I wasn't ready to be in the type of relationship that I wanted to be in. I was seeing things about myself that, um, showed me that I wasn't, I wasn't actually mature enough to be in the type of relationship that I wanted. And, um, anyways, I, I said the words to him, like, I want to go our separate ways. I got to go work, figure some stuff out for myself. And this sucks. And I don't know where it's going to take me. And, um, and, and I said the words we like, he was receptive. We had the conversations and, and then, there's still grieving process. And I remember calling my brother at one point afterwards, knowing like, this feels like the right decision for me, but this is excruciating. And I, I I'm, I'm in pain and I'm scared. And he said, Rachel, I know you, I've heard you this last year. I've heard you your whole life. You have to see this through. And those three words, see this through were like, hit me like nothing else. And when it has started to get hard, um, I remind myself of those words and it's, it's a different verbiage than what you said of like, I'll be back tomorrow, but that's what I, when it starts to get hard and like, I'm like, what am I doing? This is confusing. Like it should be clear. I should already be there. Like all these things that my ego is trying to distract me on. I, I sit and I take, put my hand on my heart and I take a breath and I say, you're going to see this through. You are going to see this through. This was a truth that you chose see it through. And that has, um, it's been everything. It hasn't taken away the pain. It hasn't taken away the, the, the process of grieving, the process of stepping into, um, my confidence sometimes, but it has helped me keep going. I also, um, 
as we talk about this, because I, I love stories like these. And I think one of the biggest lessons that I've had in my life, it was actually back in college, but I did pageants. And oh, wow. I, you know, I gotta keep that on the downloads. Like every <laughs> once in a while I slide that one in, but yeah. I, I did them and I have a lot of mixed feelings on it. But mm -hmm. one of the biggest lessons I took from it is I did it for four or five years. And I, you know, there, there was a lot of things about it. Like you need to be thinner or whatever, you know, all the things that people put out there. Um, but it was kind of the same thing, like the resilience that you have in you, like, I think I also acknowledge that I, I'm like trying to regain it now, but I really have that in college and every year it's like, I would, maybe I would place or I wouldn't place at all. And then I would come back and be like next one. And I probably competed in, I don't know, 20 pageants, like mm. so many, so many over five years, mm. you know, trained, I did voice lessons every time. Like I learned, I, I was like, I'm coming back stronger. Mm -hmm. I did all the things and I never won. I never got the title and I aged out. And I think that's like been one of the, the hardest lessons um, in my life because I've always in my head been like, if I try hard enough, like I can get to that goal. I can accomplish it, right? I can learn, I can get better, I can improve. And it's one of the few areas in life that that door I mean, got shut. Like mm -hmm. once you hit, I forget what age it is. I think it's like 23 or 24. Like you, you age out of the program and mm -hmm. yes, there's like misses versions that I guess I could have done if I really wanted to, but the door mm -hmm. got shut and I never hit my goal. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I think that's a, another interesting side of the story. Cause I sit with that one a lot and think like, man, you know, is, what did all that resilience get me? And mm -hmm. it, it got me a lot. I learned a lot. I got to mm -hmm. do something that even though there were there are dark sides to the pageant world, like I did get to perform and I did get to learn more about mm -hmm. myself and I got really mm -hmm. good interview skills. And, and like you said, Camila, it's the loss versus the lesson. Yes. Like I still sometimes carry that loss of like, this is something that I felt like I would have been so good at. And mm -hmm. again, I will never get that. And so I think that's like a, the other side of the story. Cause I think a lot of times we hear these stories and it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, and then they finally got the thing, they accomplished the goal. And yep. that's awesome too, right? That happens mm -hmm. a lot. And from another perspective too, like there will be times that you will go through like everything that you just talked about mm -hmm. and you might not get what you want. And Ooh, like, and that, yeah. And I, and I know you, mm -hmm. you, I'm sure you've had that many times in your mm -hmm. life too. Mm -hmm. um, but well, I, I, mean, I like to share that perspective too, because it, I think sometimes like it's, it's easy to get caught up in the like, well, I now, got there. Now, now don't get it. You know, twisted as they say, there was a lot of things that I felt working against me. Yeah, let's talk about it. My body type is different. That just to be honest. My body different, my hair different, the way I look different. You know, and it was almost like coming into this, like a mysterious voice was like, you trying to come into this and you don't you don't even fit the mold. You don't fit what, because if you look at it, there is a face of fitness that is constantly being pushed by the media. Yes. And to me, it does not make any logical sense. Doesn't make any logical sense. You know, so I, I'm real big on body diversity. Like, man, be real. So when I was coming here and I decided I was going to go out for you know, crew and all that. I knew what I was up against. And I was saying in my head, saying, kept saying to myself, I don't care, watch this. 
I, I, you know, I had to, I had to tell myself that. Watch this, because sometimes you get people who are caught up in that image, and they look at you like that. You don't look like me. You're not this face of health and fitness. You're not in good shape. You know, you're not. You don't. He or she not going to. They're not going to stick with it. They're not going to do it. No, no, Camila. I'll be back, and I'm going to keep going. Cause my my whole thing is I, I'm not going to get caught up in the image. Fitness is a part. You have to make try to make fitness a part of your lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. It's not about uh, thin or or you you this you that. Or this. I don't I don't get caught in up, up in that. I don't wish to get caught up in it. And another thing about me too is that I don't the scale. I never all that win. Um, keeping track of calorie, I know people sometimes how to watch this. Even the numbers, like when you get on a certain machine, the numbers pop up. I don't do numbers. As a matter of fact, when I used to get on the spin bike when I first started here, I would put the towel over the monitor. I don't get caught. I never got caught up in that. That wasn't my thing. I got into, got back into fitness because I wanted to take care of myself. I tell people. If I get in a situation where I want, have to run, I want to be able to run and not necessarily lose my breath really quick. Uh, say or but say if I'm in a situation where I want to help somebody and it's a car, I might have to lift the car up. Oh yeah, you can lift up a car, even if it's for a couple of seconds. You can push a heavy object. We push and pull things every day, you know. So I just kind of, I just. I think of different scenarios in life. And I told myself, I'm not getting caught up in this image. Another reason why I never did that is because growing up, um, my parents taught us to love ourselves and love who we are. I never was in that type of environment. Um, I wasn't raised like that. You raised to love yourself, love your hair, Love how you look, take care of yourself. Yeah, you take care of yourself, you take care of your hair, you groom yourself. All these things are you you learn growing up. And when I had my daughter, you know, I said, I want to be a good example for her. And I want to continue, even though she's the young adult now, I'm going to continue to set a good example for her. Because I'm it's, just because she's a young adult don't mean I'm not her parent anymore. It don't work like that. I'm still you know, your parent. And yeah. you still look, and to a certain degree, you still look to your parents for guidance, even as you get in your 30s and 40s. You yeah. still look to your parents or your grandparents or aunt and uncle, whoever raised you for that guidance, for that comfort. You know, and so I wanted to teach my daughter, like, look, uh, say you, you want to wear your hair natural. Wear your hair naturally in. You know, and I remember growing up, I would do all different types of stuff to my hair. I used to have long locks. I, I cut them and then I was rocking my short hairstyle and um, my daughter said one day she told her friend, I love wearing my hair natural because I grew up and my mother always did whatever she wanted to her hair. She always was herself. And, and that's how my child is. My daughter, is, she's, she's herself. And she, even in a young age, a lot of people her age are, are not where she's at. And maybe that's you. Yeah, and maybe that's because she's she's seen yeah, too. she's seen me yeah. and, or she 
the things I've instilled to her, and I'm not saying I have a perfect child because I don't. I actually have a very rebellious child, always been a very rebellious child. But kids, pay attention to your actions. Not so much as your words, but what are you, your actions showing? That's something I remember. So if I feel like fitness, make fitness a part of your life, then I have to get up and do the work. I can't just talk the talk. I got to walk the walk. You know, if I say, hey, you really should get into taking care of yourself, but then I don't do anything, then the, the people who looking at you for guidance, they're going to be like, well, you're not, because your actions don't show it. So actions speak like they say, actions speak louder than words. You know, and so like I, you know, get back to what I was saying, I never got caught up in that whole, you know, the image of fitness that they push out there because it's not realistic. Be realistic with people. And it's very hurtful um, that you're, that it's 2021 and you're still not being realistic about it. I don't understand it. I don't get it. Um, so to a certain degree, I feel like, how can I use my platform to help people? Because my body um, don't necessarily look like the next person's body. And even be on, um, on my fit ground, some of the people I follow are just like, so it's like you got, you're perfect. Uh, apparently you're perfect already. And you advocating for people to, this is not, I'm, I'm trying to just, just, just weigh it all. Like, man, you gotta, you have to be realistic. Because yeah. if you're if you're into fitness and then you're just saying, come to my gym, come to me, and then you're like, oh, perfect. And so I'm going to be looking like, well, this perfect person is perfect. And everybody who's doing this routine is it's not realistic. Be real with me. You know, and so I, I want to use my, how can I use my platform? Because I need to, I want to help people, you know, and other individuals who might um, be dealing with, you know, my body don't look, you know, you know I, I, I run into that. I, I was coming to the store one day, I'm coming from the store one day and I ran into an old classmate. She said, oh yeah, I follow you on such and such. You, I see that you're at a gym and you're doing this. I'm, I'm happy for you. But she kind of looked at me and she said, well, why do your body still, why does your body still look like that? So I said to her, I said, oh, I started laughing. I said, oh, what you mean? Cause to me, it was, I found it funny. And I found it funny because I said, at least she's being honest about how she feel. But then I knew this person was caught up into this image. You go into this gym and, or gym and you all of a sudden, move, you know, it don't work like that. So I told her, I said, well, what you mean? She said, well, your arms necessarily don't necessarily show this and show that. I said, you know what? Because sometimes when you work out and you build muscle, your muscle is under. Isn't it under something? Like my shirt now, my arm now is under something. I said, um, I'm not going to look like, um, I might not look like, you know, a uh, a, a person who entering a bodybuilding contest or whatever, I said, but that doesn't mean it's not there. So I kind of talked to the person and she was telling me that um, she was just having some issues because she had had a baby. She had put on a little weight and um, she was embarrassed to go to the gym. She didn't like how her body was. She felt like she should be this, she should be that. I think one thing sometimes people forget about is they get caught up into these images and they got to understand uh, there is a such thing, too, as plastic surgery. That's very real. A lot of people are looking for an easy way out. An easy way out. Um, there's a lot of people who even work in health and fitness 
who might be going through an eating disorder, you don't know what nobody is doing. They're not gonna tell you everything. You don't, it's a lot to come with um, certain things in life, you know? And I told her, I said, you shouldn't feel bad. I said, you gotta stop getting on social media and the TV and watching all these shows and getting caught up into this image. That's all it is. You know, so you can't get caught up in that because you're going to always find something that you can improve on, on your body. You're going to look in the mirror one day and say, well, I can work on, you always going to find stuff. You don't think I find stuff or you don't think I look in the mirror and one, one minute I want to grow my hair out, but it's taking too long. And I say, oh man, I'm just going to cut it. Oh, I'm just going to, you, you, it's always something wrong. You don't think I say, oh, I need my eyebrows arched. You you know, but it's like, you cannot get caught up in it first of all the first step is be thankful that you got up out of bed and you even thinking about i'm gonna go to the gym you can do these things you can move you know people ask me sometimes what are you thankful for i'm thankful for movement that i can even move not so much i can come to the gym and work out but i can even get out of bed and move you know how many people who can't necessarily do that you just gotta be appreciate perspective yeah and appreciate little stuff in life just just sometimes little things and the things that you can work on and change you should be trying to put forth the honest effort to work on and change and that goes to everybody that's universal well Well, that goes where those beliefs are coming from too because like you said a lot of those are just handed to us and it's like yes for me when I went through I'll go back to the pageant example but like we used to duct tape our boobs we used to duct tape like our waist so they'd be smaller they give you mm-hmm. fucking waist trainers that you're supposed to wear at night because it was supposed to help like make your waist small you know just like really sick kind of messed up stuff really actually if you look mm-hmm. at it and like for a long time I mean I carried that with me into the fitness industry too mm-hmm. and it hasn't been into the last like three or four years where like I actually feel like I'm in a really good place with my body and mm-hmm. like yeah sometimes I'll I'll catch myself right like I'll see something and it's like oh that mm-hmm. doesn't and I'm like no actually Fuck that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, you know, I'll just like let it go because mm-hmm. it really it's something that like a, someone else handed me a belief about something that like I actually don't want to believe anymore. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's easy to change your beliefs, but I think you can take small actions every day, like you said, yep. and like, appreciate mm-hmm. different things to be able to slowly like let that shit go. And now it's like I feel like my body one, it probably looks more like I wanted it to back then just because mm-hmm. I don't think about it and I'm not like mad at it or beating it up. Mm-hmm. And like when it doesn't, it's like, I don't even fucking trip on it anymore. Like I used to waste so much mm-hmm. time and energy trying to make my body look like in a way it actually wouldn't. Like we've talked about this on the podcast mm-hmm. before, but mm-hmm. like I would follow people on Instagram and I'm like, I literally, I could weigh like 20 pounds and my body would not look like her body because that's mm-hmm. not my body. Like, no. So why am I trying to, Mm-hmm. become this person that like I physically cannot become mm-hmm. so like what am I doing here why can't mm-hmm. I just accept like this is me yeah and I mean you can take that out of the the physical body space and even mm-hmm. put that into our like emotional space mm-hmm. or our like personality or who we mm-hmm. we identify that, yeah, as yeah. that's what I was gonna add in was yeah. like this applies even beyond just the body and movement into mental health and um you know, how you show up in the world identity. Um, and so there's so much here. And I, I loved what you said, Camila, about the lifestyle piece. And I think when I came into this conversation, I, I really wanted to like, understand 
what it must have been like to walk into like a basically predominantly white studio and just own your space and stay true to yourself in there. Um, and I know that emulates a lot of the communities and the spaces that exist in the world. Oh, yes. um, and what I heard from you was, cause to me, it's like, as I am learning my own biases and the own ways that I have my own ways that I have contributed to, to that, the society being this way, um, I have this instinct to want to like fight it. Let me figure out where the issue is and fight it. And I don't, actually hear you saying that I hear you um coming back to yourself and owning the lifestyle that you want to live and figuring out how to choose you and how to show up in a way where you can be you it's for you it's not about trying to fix or change it's about giving your spell self the permission the the big permission and instead an ability to show up as you are. And like, that is actually, I think more, I I don't know. I I mean, I don't know everything, but at this point in time, it's like the fighting just seems to like be so polarizing and not that fighting, you know, there's this time and a space for that, but I just, I think there's so much you've been able to do by stepping into the lifestyle that you want to have and giving yourself permission to choose you no matter what is around you. Um, is there anything you would add to that? That's a part, I think a, a, a big part of that is because I just felt like in the midst of everything, you have to try to um, hold on to happiness in your life. Now I say happiness comes from within. You have to hold on to it. Um, and so even for me coming into, like you said, a predominantly white um, gym establishment um, that was out, you know, I was like, and like I said, you sometimes people would say hi and sometimes people wouldn't. And I'm not saying that they had an issue with me being there, but I think we also live in a society too that it advocates, it kind of advocates for a certain type of separation and a certain type of stereotypical views okay especially so in Milwaukee people, exactly yeah. especially in this city big time so this is what got people they run on this they don't even know you they don't even know anything about you you know and it's and I think at the end of the day I think it's very important to respect people like you don't know me it doesn't cost a million dollars to show people respect but again I think we live in a society that histo- has historically shown that respect is not important. We're going to come, you know, we live in a society where, you know, historically we're going to come, we're going to do what we want to do. You know, um, I know a teacher who was, t- for, and this is not taken away from my conversation, but I know a teacher who was talking about Columbus Day. And um, I, I kind of said to myself, because there's a, there's a lot to go with that, right? When you start talking about someone like an individual like Columbus right there's a lot to go with that oh yeah and this teacher kind of even explained that it is a lot to come with that and the things that happen and I jokingly said I said yeah you go to you went somewhere and someone was was already living there surprise we 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 live here it's so you're breaking and entering this this is where we live you know I kind of like joke about it like well we live here 
forward been here. What you doing here? You the guest, you know what I mean? And, and that's just the, the, historically, there's so much that has went on that has happened that society try to kind of like put in this box and put up and say it, it doesn't, oh, it doesn't, it, it's not important. Let me tell you something, it's, it's very important. And it's important that you acknowledge certain things. And then even if you say, well, where do we go from here? You know, I think so many people just have a hard time doing that. Just caught up in this, what society is putting out. All the negative imagery, you know, image is very important. The pictures that we see, the stuff that, very important. The eyes and the mind, very, you know, some people don't, can't, everybody don't think the same. My mother always say that. And some people not thinking at a certain level, but imagery is very important. Um, and I just think that people get caught up in so much out here, you know? And so back to me coming into Spire, that was one thing I, I recognized real quick. And I think other, other, maybe other members recognize too, because I've even had people say, well, how did you find out about this gym? Like just stuff, I, I'm like saying in my head, I, so I finally say, oh, Google. I, mean, I, I Google small gyms, you know, so small, all small gyms pop up when you Google small gyms, you know, but this particular, even demographic area over here is predominantly, you, you on you follow me. Yeah. It's a affluent white exactly. area, you know, and so, um, yeah, I'm walking into this and uh, some people may have said, oh, you, some people may say, oh, you, you want to be an instructor now? You, come, you found us here and now all of a sudden you want to be an instructor. You want to, yep. You know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy with, with who I am. And one thing I always say, just because you might see me and I might, you might feel like, well, she's not bothered by that. Just because I'm unbothered don't mean I'm not bothered. I am bothered. But you know, I'm, how can I be a part of the solution? I don't want to be a part of the problem. How can I be a part of the solution? How can we have these conversations without people feeling like, well, oh, I just feel so uncomfortable. Why do you feel uncomfortable? Because it's true. You shouldn't feel uncomfortable because of the truth. And sometimes um, you might be trying to find out a truth or trying to be better or change things in the world. You might have to leave some people behind. That might mean some of your people who you might feel like are your so-called friends that also might means people in your family. You know, and that's one thing I think I give credit to the younger generation that's coming up. I think they're kind of like, you know what? That'll work. We want some change to happen. Let's give them their credit because you, you want to continue to be stuck in your ways. Why? And how, you gotta ask yourself, how has being stuck in your ways helped you grow as an individual? How did that help you? Sit down and write, write stuff. How did it change you as a person? You're gonna find that it has not changed you as a person. So just because you, you stuck on your issues and you and your imagery that you caught up into with this media and things like that, guess what? I'm not. I'm not. So your views, I'm not going to let affect me or hamper me down. That's not going to happen. I'm sorry. And, oh, I just like it's we've talked about this too, but it's just like so important. And 
I, I think a lot of people in the wellness space or that are interested in the wellness space listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I know as someone running the studio, it's like, yes, I was incredibly aware that we have a bunch of white 20 to 35 year olds mm-hmm. working out here and that I want people of all types, whether it be body type, race, mm-hmm. like background, you know, everything, right? Just mm-hmm. like to be able to come here and be themselves and feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but to your point, like, it's really hard. Like it, it takes somebody to say like, I will be the first person mm-hmm. to come in and be different mm-hmm. so that it shows that other people can feel safe in that space. I think I kind of, I think I, I think in some way, you, I don't know how you guys feel about it. I became um, the face of diversity for this gym. Yeah, I believe that. Not, that was not like intentional, purposely yeah. done. I think you become that face. How do you I, feel I was, about I, that? I was, giving it, I was giving it some thought one day and I said it to my daughter and she said, that's true. That's, that wasn't my, you got to understand that wasn't my aim. That was, yeah. I was just coming, you know, to, to the gym. I Google small gyms. But I think in a certain way, I did. Not like I'm on this billboard or I'm in front of this magazine, but I think I did. Yeah, uh, We're excited to share with you that Dr. Emily, who is on our podcast in season three, is going to be offering monthly workshops around natural family planning. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably already committed to being your authentic self, but do you know your body fully? In the podcast episode, we talk in depth about this, how most of us actually don't understand our cycles, our bodies, and we don't realize that our bodies are actually giving us signs to let us know where we are in our cycle and and what we can do with that information. So on the third Thursday of each month, our friend Dr. Emily is going to be hosting free virtual workshops to help teach you how to recognize those signs by basically learning the, the basics of natural family planning. We're going to drop a link in the show notes below and highly encourage you to jump in and get to know your body better. I mean, it's an amazing opportunity just to learn those small little nuances and and check in with yourself and learn all the things that we really should have learned in health class, in my opinion. (laughs) Okay, let's jump back into the podcast. In a certain way. How do you feel about that, Camila? Uh, I never really gave it no hard thought. Um, but just working in the fitness industry and knowing that my body is different, you know, I, I just say, how can I use my platform? Yeah. You know, um, and I, I, and in that way, I am happy because I do want to use my platform for positivity and um, po- positive body positivity. Yeah. One thing I will do, one thing I will say is that I think that Spire um, does a good job even more so now with the instructors of showing body diversity. I think that's very important. Um, So I never got, like I said, I never got caught up in, you like kind of like, like I said, I kind of like became this face of diversity a little bit. And especially when I became an instructor and they have to put your bio on the wall, you know, people coming in and they see, you know, all the white instructors and then like, you know, I'm the, I'm the black instructor. You know, some people would probably point that out. Like, oh man, they only got one. You know, 
Some people might point it out, but some people might not even look at that. They might overlook it. They might just say, oh, I got to try. I want to try everybody's class. They might try my class and say, I like her class. You know, um, I don't know. I never really gave it no hard thought, but I mentioned it one day, kind of like in a conversation with my daughter. And she said, you are. Yeah. You know, um, and I think most places, you know, um, especially now, want to be more open to diversity. And I'm not saying Spire intentionally only had, but I'm just looking at the demographic. Of course, you're going to get the people from that demographic. You're not going to get people who might live on the other side of town. This is not their demographic. This is the third ward, you know, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So you have a different demographic over here. Of course, you're going to, you know, I just... I just ended up kind of working nearby and Googling small gyms nearby. And this is on my bus route. And I end up really liking and enjoying working out as fire, finding another fitness home. And I'm not saying I've never been to any other gyms or I've never worked out with other people from my community who work in fitness who are good also. You know, I just, I end up coming to Spire and just staying here. I mean, you're following your heart. Like that is in like letting that lead you and choosing the lifestyle that makes sense to you, not because of what anything looks like. And um, I don't know, it's, it's a different way than it's, it's just, it's, um, it's very relatable. And it's also, um, I mean, admirable. I don't think a lot of people know how to follow <laughs> their hearts, Camila. I mean, and that goes beyond race, size, and everything. And, yeah. and I think it's just amplified that you, I, I just acknowledge you. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that. I, um, you know, no one's perfect. And you learn different things about yourself every day. And we all have character flaws. And we all got stuff that uh, we can work on and make better. But I think a huge part of it is looking in that mirror and saying, I, I need to work on this. And I'm going to work on it. But that's very hard for a lot of people is facing themselves in that mirror and saying, I do need to make these changes. That's and, and even on a larger scale, we see that on a societal level. Absolutely. That you see people who feel like, oh, there's nothing wrong. It's a smoke screen put up. There's nothing wrong. You know what? There is something wrong. Yeah, the house and, is on fire. Yeah, it's burning down. Exactly. And we're all just like, we're and, good. We're and, guess, good. and guess what? You need to acknowledge that something is wrong. And you need to start making some small changes. You know, and I'm not saying some people, I'm a type of person who probably feel like, oh, I can sit down and talk. Let's sit down and discuss. Now, it might be other people who might have had it up to here and feel like, nope, I don't even want to talk about it. So then when you run into individuals who feel like, I don't even want to talk about it. I said, I mentioned this to my daughter. I said, at the end of the day, everybody's going to have to sit down at the table and talk. But there's some people who probably feel like they're not willing to. Let me just say this. You have to be understanding of that. Why do they feel? You got to ask yourself, why do, why do this individual feel like this? Maybe... Maybe I need to apologize. Maybe I need to take some type of ownership because a lot of people have a hard time with taking ownership. The smallest thing. They don't, you understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So, much. <laughs> so, every, so, like, every, so everybody is, everybody is different. 
even yeah. we talk, you guys mentioned relationships. All right. I've been in a relationship in my life, one or two in my life that didn't work. Now I can sit and say, what this individual did wrong, or I can take ownership of some stuff. And I have done that. I'm telling you the best feeling in the world. And I can sit back now and laugh about so much and still see an individual, maybe I dated or whatever. I can say, oh, hey, how you doing? And now I have no hard feelings because it's not about that. It's about learning from things. You know, and I had somebody tell me, you re- you're just so mature, you know? But I, I've been, you know, I've been told kind of all my life I was a, a mature person. And I always say, I always remember my mother, especially being, and she still is such a wise person and just doing everything so gracefully. On Mother's Day, I usually say, I've always seen my mother just be the queen of her castle. So even if she was thinking something in her head, like, like, I, like she was just so graceful with everything and just being wise. She'll say something and we, and we, we were younger. We didn't look like, what? But now that I'm older, and I've been through some things and I understand life a little bit differently. I understand. So now sometimes when I say things to my daughter, she don't understand right away. That's how I was too. When my mother was mentioning certain things. I'm just real big on what is the lesson that's being taught here. There's a lesson in this somewhere. Everybody don't think like that. I'm, all, I'm always thinking like that. What is the lesson that's being taught here? What is the, uh, um, maybe it's a subliminal message. Maybe it's a symbolism. What is that, you know, what is the symbolism behind it? I, a lot of people don't know. Well, some people might know because according to my bio, um, I, I started writing poetry when I was in middle school and it was a way for me to release maybe things I was going through. And at that time in my small world in my life, my home life, I just started expressing myself and I was always real good with words and real good at expressing myself, participating in class discussions and everything. And um, my, it was a substitute teacher at the time. And I guess she thought she was being funny or she was intimidating me because she made a comment about something I was doing. And um, I kind of ignored it. And she said to me, finally, she touched my shoulder. She said, you know what? I read your poem, it was really good. You should enter into some contests. I was like in seventh grade. I didn't think about that. You know, I just was like writing stuff. But the things I was writing was ahead of my time. Went to high school, fast forward to high school, and um, my sophomore year, I wrote a poem. Like uh, Black History Month, again, ahead of my time. My teacher, he said, stay after class today. I start crying because I thought I did something wrong. I was always like, you know, I was always a smart student. I was like the teacher's pet. You know, I was I always liked school and I really liked it writing classes and creative writing, things like that. So I was like, oh man, I got an A in this class. What, you want me to stay after class? And I told my friends and they was like, we going to our locker, bye. And I'm just like, yeah. So he pulled me to the side. He said, he said, Camila, you are so smart. So I read your poem. He said, you need to enter this poem in a contest. He said, do it. And still not having that self-esteem, not having that confidence yet, I didn't do that, but I still wrote my poems. So even through college, I'm writing my poems and I'm still, so fast forward to a couple of years back, I started saying poems when my job would have certain events. 
And uh, I had a friend tell me, hey, you have to utilize this talent. Fast forward now, I go through things at home and I got tons and tons of just stuff at home. I'm just- I'll, You're gonna I, write a poem book, please? <laughs> I, I need that to is do, what- I need yes. to. Yeah. I need to. And, I, and my friends always, they'll even, you know, they'll even DM me like, man, I remember that poem you said, one guy put it, he said, you have a way of communicating with people yeah. of things that are going on in the world. Yeah. All right, you're writing a book of poems. It's done. Also, <laughs> can you just start posting them on yeah, social media? I need to. Yeah. Because I, I, I feel like, and then if you got these talents, yeah, they say, sure. they, yeah, they say if you don't use them, you lose them. I believe that. For sure. Because there yeah, was and- a time, there was a time period that I had stopped writing. But when I got back on board with writing this, I told myself, I'm going to write a poem each day yeah. or each week or every other month. And then I'll come up with a title in my head and I'll write it on a spare piece of paper, you know. But I, uh, my love of poetry really came from, at the time, uh, hip hop, mm. you know, because we know that rap is. Yeah, some of poetry. So it, it came, it, it kind of really came from there too. Not so much like I wanted to be an entertainer or a rapper, but I was in, at that time, I mean, I, and I kind of grew up around music and my father, he was a musician, you know? So I, I was involved at that time. Yeah. All of us, we were involved in hip hop. Hip hop was really, it was, it was thriving. So we really just, we got involved with the culture of it, you know? And so yeah. at the time when I was writing my poetry, I was writing things that were ahead of my time. And it was a combination of stuff that I knew, combination of things my parents were telling me and a combination of just looking at my environment. Yeah. Yeah. You have, you have done such a, a, again, your intuition is like so spot on with everything coming out around like embodied healing and self-expression as a way like to be seen, like you live that and breathe it. And <laughs> it's, it, it again, it's like, just thank you for the modeling. I mean, you don't owe me anything, but I've gotten a lot from it. And I know a lot of other people have too. And oh, wow, that means, that means, that means so, that means so much to me. Um, I just, I just be myself. Like, I know. I so that's, people, that's so, a beautiful part. Yeah, so many people are not. Yeah. So, so when people tell me stuff, I, I just be like, I, cause I just be myself. You know, yeah. that's how I was. That I was will raised. change the world. It's, mm-hmm. it's easier to just be yourself. And it's yep. going to be some people either uh, they might like you or they might say they don't. That's fine. Yeah. That's cool. We can respect each other. We can, we, can, we can live in the same space. We can still work out in the same space. Because I also mentioned to my daughter, too, there's an importance. There's an importance to being able to coexist peacefully. Yes. You can coexist peacefully. 100%. And I think, and I think, I think, I think sometimes society tries to flip that. Yep. Why are you trying to flip that paradigm? You can coexist peacefully. Even when if, even if, even if I'm in this one house, my house is brown and we all over there and you are in a house and it's all red. We can still respect totally. each other. When I it's hear you. about that. I know. And I hear you being able to coexist within yourself too. Like oh, yeah. your ability to coexist with all those parts of you, the sadness, the inspiration, the fighter, all of it, 
it within you allows you to be able to show up with others. And it's, it's, it's something that not a lot of people slow down enough to actually cultivate, to hold that mirror up and say like, how do I actually be myself? And I try today? to express that even here? to, even when I teach my classes, yeah. you come to my classes, I want you to have a good time. Yeah. I do not want you to leave here like, I don't want to get into fitness. I don't, I need to take your mind off. Yeah. It's the fitness part. Come to class, let's have a good time. Yeah. You're going to have a good workout, a party, you're going to have a good time. Even if you, you feel a certain way, you have to remember in the back of your mind, you have to be happy with yourself. Come inside the gym, get into fitness, even before the changes start to happen, either in your body or, you know, whatever you're breathing, whatever. Come in loving who you are. Come in, come, come in, love who you are already. That, you know? I think that is a beautiful place to end. <laughs> you know, let's come in and love where we're at. So Camille, we ask one final question when it comes to the podcast. Okay. And it is how do you live your true north in one word? <laughs> just be yourself. Perfect. Just, just be yourself. Work on what you need to work on. Um, respect others. Respect people who you encounter, respect their space, respect their boundaries, you know. And your respect for self and others. Yeah. Yes, I think and, respect. And respect. And try to and try to uplift. Yeah. Try to uplift, you know. You're amazing, Camilla. Thank you so much for doing this with oh, us. Thank we you, no problem. really, really, really appreciate it. Oh, no and thank you I for enjoyed being this. a part of I our lives. Yep. Yeah, you're the best. We're going to link to all your social media stuff so people yep. can, can get in touch with you and follow you. And okay. um, we actually do um, donate to a cause for mm. the Amplify series. So we'll connect with you offline and figure out what cause you want to donate to. And then we'll put right. that in the show notes too. Okay. Perfect. Thank you so all much, right, Camila. Yeah. Oh, no problem. Bye. Bye. Bye, Rachel. This has been Amplify, a mini series by the True North Collective podcast. For more from Rachel and I, and to be able to leave a donation for our guests coming on this mini-series, check us out on the gram at the True North Collective underscore. We think it's incredibly important that everyone be able to authentically live and find their true north. We appreciate your support. Thank you.